1: Go to Shopify.com slash Betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Betches. Side to side, then I let the Alpine play. Open new shit, buying WA. It was gangster, gangster at the top of the list. Then I played my old shit, it went something like this.
2: Oh my god we are here again what a blessing this is folks it's friday and you know what that means it means we recap real housewives of new york haha <laughs> no i'm joking that show sucks this season we are back for real housewives of beverly hills this week's recap this is so bad it's good with ryan bailey i am ryan bailey oh my god you guys just as i always do on these recaps remember these will have voices uh that you might not like you might be like oh it's too many voices, Brian. And just listen to the other four episodes we had this week, which were so good. Did you hear that Date with Dateline episode with the two ladies? That was amazing. Sophie, of course, amazing. Annabelle DeSisto, how sexy was that? I bet a lot of babies were made last night, huh? That would be cool. Uh, and it's just been an amazing week overall. And thank you guys for for letting me do this. I, I, I had a callback. Today. And I don't really talk a lot when I have callbacks because it's like bad luck. So hopefully I'll get it and I can tell you about it. But I forgot what it's like to be called back for something. (laughs) I forgot what it's like for somebody to want you in something. But what was so cool was that I wasn't as nervous as I used to be with it because I didn't really, I was like, okay, cool. No matter what, I have the podcast. I have you guys. I'm good, so I can just go in there and try to to do my best and 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 whatever. So uh, as always, I take these very seriously. I watch it one th- time through, and i take some I take some notes where I try to type as quickly as I can. And with most shows, it's really easy. But with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season, it is the toughest thing that I've ever done in my life because every line is gold. There is not a bad. Uh there's not a bad line in the bunch. The only thing was, did you guys notice that um uh who's the guy? John Mellencamp. Uh his I think it was his daughter showed up and one it was I, I passed out as soon as I saw her, I think, but I think it was Freddie from last season. Freddie came back and it was but I knew it was her because I immediately started feeling drowsy and it was so um uh, it was so upsetting. I I I almost had convulsions or something and I just and that would No, but for all, Teddy was back, you guys, this week. It was so upsetting on so many levels, but it was so great. They had the in-dinner scene, and I shit you not, Teddy had a line towards the end of the dinner scene, completely had forgotten she was there. I was like, whoa, she stayed for the whole meal? Because they didn't even, like, focus on her at all. She all of a sudden said some stupid line at the end, of course standing up for Erica, which is just like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, it's like if Lindsay Lohan's on your side for being pulled over by the cops. You're like, Lindsay, no, no, I got it. You don't need to stand up for me. No, no, no. It's it's like Teddy standing up. Like, even Erica's like, please, Teddy, it's not the time. I don't I don't want you to do that for me, please. Um, and also, you know, Teddy asked for a, a grab bag to take home or like a leftover bag. And did you notice how Kathy barely acknowledged Teddy at all? She was like the help. And it was just, that was, so it was good to see her in certain ways because you just see, um, you just see that you're right about her. I was right about her all along. So boring even when, but you know what? I kind of liked her there because she added a different level. This season has been so exciting. So it it is nice to have somebody so boring on there, just so we can recognize how exciting it is without her. It's a really nice thing to compare to. And for that, I will always thank Freddie Mellencamp. Um, Okay. So what did you guys think? This was a great episode There, there. Like I said, this is a great episode. There is nothing to throw away. Now, Remember, as I always say, these are my opinions and my opinions alone. It is not true if, if I mean, these are true in the fact that I'm right about my opinions, but if you guys have different opinions, that's great. I really strongly suggest you start a podcast. I can help you through it and you can talk all about your opinions, but these are mine and I think they are correct. I think they are, and I can be super silly, but I will make some points that I sh- that usually come true, you guys. I I I they do come true. I want to remind everybody that I am bidding in the Tom Girardi Keys um, office estate sale. There was a great episode with Megan Rooney on earlier this week where we went through all of the items. And uh, I will. And by the way, if I win the lingerie, I will work to get my body in shape to fit in that lingerie. And if you guys will be picking up your stuff from the Girardi Keys estate sale, I will be there interviewing people going in and out. So hope to see everybody there. It'd be cool if we did a little pop up so bad. It's good party outside of Girardi Keys. Wouldn't that be fun if we get like a DJ, like DJ James Kennedy spinning? He's like, top man. He's a bad man. And you're like, yeah, Tom Girardi's a bad man. Woo. This is already too much folks. I can already feel the emails coming at me. Um, Okay. Where do we start with something genius? Oh, I just wanted to I want to say that I'm loving Real Housewives of Potomac this season. I think we can all agree we're hating Real Housewives of New York this season. But we have Potomac and we have Beverly Hills, which is amazing. Now, a lot of people have said they've already seen the first episode of season two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And that Dave Quinn from People said it starts with a bang, which means, obviously, I bet it will start with, you know this, I'm predicting this now. Like I said, I could be silly, but I know I'm right. This is how the entire season of Salt Lake will start. I bet it starts with sirens getting pulled over looking for Jen Shaw and they will be like, we've got a, We've got a, an arrest warrant for Jen Shaw. And you'll see Mary go who, and you'll see like all the ladies react to that. And then they will be like three weeks earlier. You know, that's what they'll do. They'll set us up with that beginning shot. And then they'll say three weeks earlier and we'll start to, uh, to go back and see everything that led up to Jen Shaw's arrest. That's how they do it with all of these these Housewives shows. Okay, should we start this? This is so much pressure now to do these recaps, and I've taken so many notes, this might last you guys the entire weekend. So if you guys have family or if you need to feed the kids, do that right now, pause it, and then come back, and we'll start. Now, uh, last week, we ended the episode where... Our our girl Sutton, they all gathered at Dorit's place and remember she whipped up something from the contents of her fridge, but it was like duck roulettes and like, like oh, oh, I had this, Master Luke. I had this, Master Kyle, in my fridge. These duck roulettes, ooh, <laughs> these aren't even good. I'll feed them the duck roulettes, eh? <laughs> Little Jagaloo, Jagaloo, will you get the duck roulettes for mommy, please? Master Kyle's coming over. My friend just heard me do uh, Dorit, and she just goes, "Is that is that your Dorit?" And so that's how good these imitations are. Let me just remind everybody: Dorit is C three PO to me from Star Wars. So it's like, Master Luke, I speak three hundred languages. I'm a child of the world, Master Luke. So that's where we were last week with all of the ladies around and Dorit, and they were all talking about Erica Jane because Sutton requested a meeting. Sutton was like. I have questions. I'm not sure how much I want to be around my friend. I say, I say during this time. And then we get the previously on real housewives of Beverly Hills. We have that LA times article come out. And remember, this was the article that everybody was like, Oh my God, Erica Jane's on the headline. And none of them had read it. They were like, it was so long. It was so, so long. And something was the. I, I woke up at seven thirty, and I read it before my morning coffee. I say, I say, and Rena was like, Oh, Oh, look at the reader. Look at the reader. Kyle was like, I've read things. I've read a John Grisham book or when I went to college. Um, So everybody knew that it was like hefty. They were like, it's very serious because it's a very long article. We know that much. And so Sutton was like, I think we heard stories that don't add up. And Kyle says, I don't believe you. I mean, I think I I want to believe Erica. And Sutton goes, "Ah, I got questions. And so we start off exactly where we left off last week. And it's Sutton. And this is such a beautiful monologue Sutton does. If I was going into um, advanced studies at any kind of acting program, I would use this as a potential option. She goes... I left yesterday very concerned, and I started thinking, I say, I say, my alarms went off and a red flag started, and she starts gesturing wildly, you guys, she was like one of those old uh, slip and slide things, it looked like an octopus, she's like, my flag started flying everywhere, I talked to my attorney, and what did we get ourselves into, I say, I say, I don't know if I want to be around my friend during this time, I don't think I'm... I'm not being a fair-weather friend. I say I say I protected myself. I don't want my name in an article that is associated with this. And Rinna's bony face looks puckered. You you it's extra bony cuz it's just it's so puckered like she she tasted on a lemon and you know in that lemon it just it just highlighted how bony her face is. And uh I mentioned this last week, but you look at her eyelids. Her eyelids usually don't have the human eyelid does not have bones in it. Lisa Rinna's eyelids, I swear to God, has at least 130 bones in it. You can see every one when she closes her eyes. And Dorico's, goes, well, Doric goes, well uh, you know, associated w- with taking money. We're not associated with taking money. What is that part? And Garcel goes, yeah. And Rinna goes, how would that affect you? <laughs> so she's already just cackling and things like that. And Sutton goes, because it does, Lisa. She's a friend with that person. It does, Lisa, i say, i say. So Lisa is already just being so contrarian. And I want to remind everybody, Lisa Renna was the face or the bottom or whatever you want to say of Depends. Like that is, she should thank her lucky stars every day that she found Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because if she doesn't didn't, she would have been relegated. She would be playing the sexy, or that's generous, the grandmother on a Lifetime movie. She would always be the like, we're worried about you, Darlene. You're hanging out with the wrong man. Like that would be what she would be playing now if it wasn't for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So the fact that she feels this um emboldened after this many seasons. Like the fact that we have all built her up so much that she can go, you know, what's going on with my my lesbian friend Denise? <laughs> and Denise is like, please, Lisa, we were friends before this show started. Why would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she's like my lips are legendary but they're not they're they're overinflated and she was known for botch surgery the fact that we live in a society where she has convinced us like I have friends that are girls that are wearing this stuff that can't be right like this you I mean what if we woke up tomorrow and everybody has Lisa Rinna lips and that's not it's not right and we all know it I feel like this is some sort of form of gaslighting and we're just, just going, we're, we're okay with it. And by the way, I say this with saying I still like Lisa Ray on the show. I want her to stay because she's so horrible. That's something about me. I'm so masochistic that I want to feel this angry towards someone. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had such a bad year and a half that I do, I want to feel this anger. This is like cleansing for me in some way. But like, if I saw Lisa in person, I don't think I could say hi to her. It's like the only I would want to say hi to Harry, and I'd be like, Harry, Mr. Green Thumbs. And he'd be like, Ryan, do you appreciate my garden? I I grow lettuce leaves and I grow basil for my my spaghetti sauce. Have you had my bolognese? And then he goes, I haven't been able to camp by myself since COVID started. I sure would like to get away from Lisa. Is there any way you could That's what I, I mean, just wanna remind people that Harry had to build a garden to get away from Lisa Rinna. Like, even the people close to her want to get as far away from her as possible. I shit you not, there's probably a tunnel built in that garden. He's digging his way to some sort of foreign location. He's like, Lisa, I'm going to be out in the garden for the next 18 hours. It's like Shawshank Redemption over there. He's just chipping away underground, trying to build some tunnel outside of that area. So um, Rinna goes, how would that affect you? And suddenly goes, it would, Lisa and in a talking head, Sutton um, expands on this thought and goes, I'm on, I'm on many boards. I'm on museums. I'm on ballet companies. I want to stay clean. I don't want to be involved. And the fact of Sutton, remember, I want to remind people up to this point, Sutton has let us know that she is uh, an owner of two minor league baseball teams. Yeah, She's like, these minor league baseball teams, once they read this LA Times article, I'll never be able to own a minor league baseball team again. i say, i say. Poor, these poor ladies they're pulling a hammy on the poor ballet companies once they read this LA Times article if they can read it's a very long article and Renda goes I don't care about that I don't care about that and Sonny goes I know you don't but I do and Renda goes okay and then in a talking head Renda goes oh no 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 um Sutton goes, Ruth Madoff had no friends. Now, Bernie Madoff, remember, you guys? He stole all that money. It was a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and so Sutton goes, Ruth Madoff had no friends. People don't like cheaters and liars and stealers. They just don't like him. And she goes, they just don't like him. And then she has this smile on her face on the like him. She goes, they just don't like him. And it's so regal. It is so Southern gentleman-like. And the fact is, it really points out the... The wealth status between the two ladies. Now, Rena doesn't give a fuck because she doesn't have money. Like she has money, she has more money than me and you and a lot of us put together. But she doesn't have Sutton money. Remember, she doesn't have Sutton money. Even when we were in Palm Springs, the last couple episodes, she was like, when uh, when Sutton came out with some fancy things, she's like, "You're rich, bitch." <laughs> she points out. When anything that she sees as wealthy—remember that's how Sutton was brought on the show, as Rinna's friend, and she described Sutton as just filthy rich? That's how she described Sutton. So when Sutton tells Rinna about class and things that she's actually scared of as a rich person, Rinna has no actual idea what she means. She's rich by any of our standards, but she's not rich by Sutton's standards. So Sutton, there is this kind of—I've dealt with a couple of rich people, and it's weird. This whole board thing, they're on boards, they're on this and that. There is this secret society of rich people where there is a certain way. It's like, if you have at least $40 million, you need to pick up their phone call. It's weird. Like, But Rinna doesn't really understand that because you got to imagine Rinna has, what, a couple mil in the bank? Remember, she has a huge loan taken out on her house. Uh, and there's all these rumors about—everybody keeps sending me this rumor that— erica jane funneled five million dollars into rena beauty and i guys i think that's a complete rumor i keep getting sent it but i have no proof of that it makes for a great story i just think we would have had solid proof if that actually was something that happened so uh sudden lets us know that she doesn't like lies and stealers people all around me just don't like them and then rena goes huh but what if she's innocent she's like just very like huh But what is and then something goes, Well then I'm eating crow pie all day long. And my fat ass, I was like, Crow pie sounds so good. Like what is a crow pie? And then Rena goes, "Okay, all right." <laughs> and then in a Talking Head, one of the stupidest things that's ever flown out of Rena's mouth. Surprisingly, they got past those blown up lips. Said, uh, "Why the fuck are you thinking about your reputation? Here's your friend who's hurting. She's going through something pretty fucking major here, and you're thinking about your reputations." <laughs> and the funny thing about this statement is, your your friend's going through something. She, Sutton just met fucking Erica Jane last year. Are you? Let's. What are we calling friends here? What are we calling dear friends here? Like Rinna, you've known Erica Jane five years tops. Maybe I get a little bit more for you. From Sutton doesn't know this lady from Adam. It's the lady that Pat's the puss to her. She's like, ooh, one of my naughty friends. Like that is not. It's like a. It's a a passerby, a hanger on. It is nobody to Sutton. The fact that Rinna thinks that Sutton should throw away all of all of her minor league baseball. Uh, contacts because of this? Like, no, get, you sit the F down, Lisa, shut up. And um, she goes, uh, Lisa goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Sutton goes, we go back to Sutton. And by the way, hats off, we got like the biggest balls award to Sutton. And what minor, minor award goes to Garcelle, but huge balls on these ladies because Sutton go, we go back and Sutton goes, right now, I'm way more important than Erica Girardi is to me. I'm more important. And Rena goes, huh. Very honest. And then this is when Lisa Rinna thought, she really thought she was doing something, folks. You could tell she workshopped this. She was like, Amelia, are you with Scott right now? Hi, Scott. Um, Can I just, I'm going to throw something by you. and Just give me your first reaction. Princes worry about their reputations. Queens don't. (laughs) Ha ha ha! And... She, of course, hung up before she got Amelia's answer. So that's what she said right there, folks. So when at a talking head, she's in that like pink glam outfit and she goes, princesses worry about their reputations. Queens don't. And you can just tell she paused on set and was waiting for crew people's reactions. And the crew people don't probably give a fuck. They're just like trying to make lunch. And uh she's like waiting for applause on this. You could even tell she was just like, did you hear that? Queens don't. The fact that she would ever, by the way, also, let me, let me, Brenda, let me think, of, okay, washed up actors plan out their talking head statements. True queens don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, come on, this is exactly, by the way, I shit you not, I think she hired Mikey. She's like, Mikey, I hear you need extra work. You wrote so many classic Erica jo- Jane lines for your talking heads. Would you mind if you wrote me something? Oh, queen. Oh, I'm the queen. He- 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 he. Lisa Rinna is like a little Pillsbury dough girl. She's like, hey, he. but you don't poke her tummy. You poke her lips. You go, he- he. Oh, my lips have no sensation. He- he. Um. so Rinna says that amazing line that she's so proud of. And then Kyle, we go back and Kyle goes, you know Sutton, you're more worried about your reputation than the, lea- the the legality and Sutton goes correct. And then Kyle goes, you sought a lawyer's advice And Kyle says, well, I had also someone explain me the article um, and then Kyle points out once again that it was a super long article. And I I know I keep hitting this over the head, but we cannot not pay attention to the fact that I don't think half of these ladies can read like I mean that and that's not I got and but I we joke around on the show but like literacy is something that does affect like 1 in 10 adults and the fact that a lot of these ladies there's a real good potential they can't read and it's so sad because there's so many the written word is such a powerful thing and so if I could do anything I would love to shine whatever spotlight I have on adult literacy and if you do, if you can't read it's not something to be ashamed of it's not something it's something that you just start you can sound out words there's so many like children's books you can start. Well, a lot of these ladies have children, so they already have a lot of the raw materials to start from. But you want to be able to work up to an LA Times article. Like you can start with little obituaries, and they have cartoons. There's a lot of stuff before you hit those big articles. But I think, and that's what I just Kyle. If you can't read, it's like neither you're such a beautiful lady. But I also think you're more than that. And as your looks fade, I think you're going to want the brain that I know you have in there. So Kyle's like, yeah, I had a friend read me the article, and Dorit goes. I too sought some advice. I talked to PK. And then there we get this flashback of PK go. you can't support his allegations unless uh, she promises you she don't know. And boy, George chimes in. But I'm so shocked still that boy, George is in it that I was like, what is he saying? He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. And, P- and Dorit, every time, boy, George, she, she's like, oh, boy, yes. <laughs> beep, boop, 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 boop. And, um. And <laughs> goes, I don't want our support of Erica to confuse as support for the atrocious things that have been done. That is how I feel. And Sutton goes, you're so right, I say, I say. High five, Tariq. So she literally says high five. You can tell Sutton's like got a female boner. She's like, finally, people are listening to old Sutton. And uh, she goes, uh, Sutton, and then Tariq. Hearing Sutton be so excited, she goes, Yes, will you read the L.A. Times about orphans and victims? I can't stand behind that. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 your heart breaks. I can't stand behind it. And Sutton goes, I do have a little piece of gossip. And all the ladies lean in a little closer, and they're like, One of the partners, I say, I say, they left because the wife of one of these partners said you need to be done with this firm, I say, I say. I can't make this up, ladies. And then they're like, when was this? And Sutton goes, 10 years ago. Who knows? Such a huge thing. And Rina goes, ha, it's also when the son-in-law left. So Rina also now is playing a dangerous game of agreeing a little bit with what Sutton's saying, but at the same time, we know she's just an idiot. And then Rina goes, that was recently. And Garcelle goes, do you feel like you've been told the truth and Sutton goes uh no about Erica and Kyle goes do you not believe Erica and Sutton goes I think she has lied to us it started with that three years ago head injury with Tom and Kyle goes yeah I mean being told about that ankle injury it's just a little weird and then we have a flashback of course to Erica's like He fell off a cliff and then he broke his head and one of his ears fell off. I saw the man's leg fall right from his body and part of his groin had disattached. It was very hard to watch this man fall apart right before my eyes. So it got really, it got different so much, this story, but they're all now going, like all the stuff we said, you guys, three weeks ago, all these ladies are catching up to. And I know it's not real time, like they, but like now they're like, That is really weird how she completely made up this weird story. Like, she pretty much said, like, Tom flew at one point. I saw him fly right over a cliff. He had magical powers. Like, we still have not had a solid story of how that man crashed his car and then got out and then fell off a cliff. And then remember, collarbone collarbone broken, 12 hours, Erica Jane was timing— And then the man wakes up with a broken collar blown and finds his cell phone, calls Erica. And Erica goes, I thought you were at your girlfriend's house. And he's like, no, Erica, I'm right behind our Pasadena mansion off that cliff off of I-5. And nobody, nobody saw it. Like, I still don't know what the hell that is. And all the ladies are going, yeah, that didn't. Now that I think about it, that did sound a little weird. And Sutton goes, stuff is not adding up to me. And Dorit goes, there is some discrepancy. And Crystal goes, when I was on the mountain with Erica a couple episodes ago, she did say that she goes a couple episodes ago. She goes, it was very clear to me that this is, it all started happening three years ago, but then when I read the LA Times article, now, by the way, I firmly believe Crystal did read the LA Times article. Now, that is somebody I firmly believe can read. She goes, the article makes it sound like it didn't start three years ago. It started 42 years ago. And there's a flashback to them on top of the mountain and Eric going, he had a head injury and it completely changed three years ago. So we see that little pit and Sutton goes, I'm not buying that three years package. And Crystal goes, yeah, since I came back from La Quinta, it is not congruent with the article. And you can tell the word congruent really through a lot of the ladies there. They're like, Jesus, uh, Mauricio, are you listening to this? What does congruent mean? <laughs> three, three, it's like just as a robot, she's just blowing gaskets. What does congruent mean? Congruent PK. Hello, help, help, Mr. George, poor George. And, um, Doreen in her talking head goes, the LA Times suggested this has been going on longer. And you start to wonder, I know this person so long. I've had no idea this has been going on so long. How do you know who to believe? And Sutton goes, 10 years ago is when we found out he has not been paying settlement money. 10 years. And Doreen goes, three years ago, this 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 accident changed everything, according to Erica. And Sutton goes, and now his attorney are saying he wasn't mentally capable over the last three years. And Sutton says, I think Erica and the lawyers talked. And Dorito goes, Erica and Tom's lawyers? And Rennie goes, really? And Sutton goes, yeah. And talking head, Sutton goes, it's a coincidence. They have the same story. The lawyers and Erica, the same story. I'm just saying, two plus two equal four. Sutton says, this is about integrity and character. I want to be careful in my dealings and such and so forth and so on. And Kyle goes, you're saying you don't want association with her? And Sutton goes, I don't want my name, Sutton S. Strack, in the paper about this. Minor league baseball teams, Kyle. Jobs are at stake. And Kyle says, I don't want to be associated with those crazy stories either. I... I had that one story, Kyle, store Kyle by Aline that sh- that did all the flowy dresses. You you saw I had that. That could affect that. And, of course, Mauricio owns the agency. And, you know, there's just a lot of uh, Bravo merch going around. I can't have any of this affected by that. And Rinna goes, there's no proof to not believe Erica at this time. What? Like, out of nowhere, Rena pipe. Like, Rinna, you just want to shake her, but you know she'd fall apart in a, a brittle bone dust. And it's like what like Rina? it's like being contrarian it's just like where was this fire for your friend Denise where was this fire and passion And if you're going to be contrarian, be contrarian about Denise, but you can't be because you're the one that fucking hopped on Denise as as soon as Brandy laid that out. Brandy Glanville, of all people, Brandy Glanville can't even keep her leg not, her hand not puffy. You saw that a couple weeks ago. I posted on my Instagram, her hand almost fell off because it just kept doubling in size. You can't trust somebody whose hand doubles in size. It's not right. And Rita's like, Brandy makes some points. I don't know where we got off at any point thinking Rina knows what's up. Like, honestly, tell me one thing that Rina has called it right on. Like, depends? Was that the right thing? Lisa Rina Beauty? I've not... Is that, like, a, an awesome beauty? Does Rihanna need to be worried about Rihanna, uh, Rina Beauty? Like, no. I don't know where it's come off ever that Rinna is the the source of any sort of, like... She made some points. No, there's no points being made. She'll just keep it. And I until proven guilty. Like, you would have loved to have seen Rina's opinions during the OJ trial. I loved him in the naked gun. I loved him. He's so charming. <laughs> Harry loved him. And also, do you remember uh, earlier this season when Rina told that story about Harry Hamlin? Don't This came out of nowhere. She goes, Harry, uh, Mr. Hamlin, he had... Drinks with his great friend, great friend, left there. And this is a trigger warning to, no, honestly, she goes, he left there. The friend raped, brutally raped somebody that night. And Harry was like, I can't talk to him again. And I was like, Harry, he's your friend. I think there's very different, and all the women were like, what? Wait, what did you say? I. It was like, it was a creepy moment for all of us. But I'm just saying, Rina's head, the way she deals with traumatic events is different and we cannot um, we cannot bow to this line of thinking. We cannot be bullied into this line of thinking. We cannot be guffawed into this just because she laughs louder than any human being I've ever met on Earth. And I wouldn't even say I laugh. It's a cackle. It's like a Skeletor laugh. Is that you cannot, just because somebody out laughs you, out louds you, you don't believe that person. Unless it's me when I'm being super loud during this. And so so this is the most shameful part of this whole recap. Uh, is Rena goes, did you all believe last year? Did you really believe Denise telling the truth us last year? Really? And Kyle rightfully goes, Lisa, that's child's play. And Rena goes, did you believe? And Kyle says, I think she was desperately trying to protect her marriage. And then Rena, in a talking head goes, ha ha. I'm going to get so much shit. (laughs) I didn't have my friend Denise back. Yet I'm supporting my friend Erica. I don't give a shit if you like me. If I thought Erica was full of shit, I would do the same thing or not. I don't know. I love attention. What is going on? I need to find out. You know, I need to find out. We'll find out. Let's just let it play out. This is such a bullshit statement. You can't do horrible things and then afterwards go, it was all part of the plan. I just, I'm just, I'm going to get shit no matter what I do. (laughs) And you are, and I am giving you the shit. Like, and by the way, it's just like, I like giving Rena shit. Rena, I honestly believe she likes getting shit. Oh, and also I want to thank Sandra who has been doing a killer job on booking guests for this show. I, I It's just so amazing. I have such a good team of people around me now. Uh, Maritza Lopez, uh, my friend Megan, who you uh, heard earlier this week. Um, uh, Marissa has been such a great support. But Sandra has been just reaching out to everybody and so professional and so cool. So thank you, Sandra, if you're listening. Um, she's like, no, I, I listen to better podcasts than this. But it is so really nice. I just wanted to say thank you to that. And also... Sandra will hate that I say this, but um, if anybody has a contact with Sutton or Garcelle or just, you know, DM them and just say, I would love to hear you on so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Um, Just you, you don't need to say, you know, but just everybody, if I could get a thousand people to to DM each one of those ladies, because I just I would kill to talk to them. I would throw myself in front of a moving train to talk to either of those ladies at this moment in time. So, okay, back to the recap. Rinna, uh, says all of this stuff and Dreek, we're back in that scene. Drie goes, there cannot be support. I've known her for five years and everything I believed, boop, 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 boop about Erica's life is diametrically. She says diametrically, like she's trying to impress crystal all of a sudden, like I'm saying a big word too. Beep, boop pop diametrically opposed to what she has presented. The man who is a husband. She is known for defending the little people. (laughs) The little people. And there's a flashback where Tom's like, it's so great. It's so great to help people, whether it's $5 or $500 or $500 million. And you see all the ladies gathered around Tom going, Ooh, ah, Dorito's two million misappropriated orphans and widows money to She doesn't say her name. Sorry, I just wrote read two times. And Sutton says, please excuse. I have notes here. I have three pages of attorney notes, which if I could get my hands on those attorney notes, that would go into the reality show museum. Um, Three pages of Sutton attorney notes? Like, I, I was then just thought about that where I was like, so much Beverly Hills money has been, you know, Sutton was like, I am willing to, like, how much do you think... Sutton is paid in attorney fees just to talk about this season of Real House of Beverly Hills with their lawyers you know can you like it's Sutton Strack is my lawyer in I'd like to talk about episode 5 uh, now uh, we went to La Quinta is that legal is there any kind of legalities I say I save with me going to La Quinta now I ate um, uh, Kathy Hilton had me eat Del Taco is that uh, illegal in any is, is that is that illegal in any kind of way I say I say uh, uh, <laughs> I had a pancake cake. Now is pancake cake illegal in any way, Mr. Lawyer? Um Uncle Jane, what how do I do this? Cause I I think it was like three pages of her typing out notes while she was on the phone with her lawyer. So I wonder if it's like me taking notes about her. or She's taking notes with her lawyers. So there's like all misspelling. She's like, let me see what I wrote here. Let me get my my monocle out. Um, you know, so she goes, how much did she pay her attorneys? Um, she goes, the burn victim in this got $1 million out of $12 million. And the family filed a lawsuit. And uh, and then she goes, they, you know, they deposed uh, her travel agent. Erica's the accountant. And Kyle goes, Do people think it's him? Like, do people think he's got the money or do they think it's all gone? And Sutton goes, Gone. They spent it, I say, I say. And then they're like, What do you think? She buried it? And Kyle goes, The question is, Did Erica know about these things or did she not? And the other question is, Do I look better with bangs or do I not? And Sutton goes, I don't think ignorance is an excuse. When she is so smart, I say, I say, you know, you got to choose. Are you going to be smart or blissful? Which I think that was such an interesting line. Are you going to choose to be smart or blissful? Like it's not even smart or dumb, smart or blissful. You always got to pay attention to how people say things like smart or blissful. Like I'll say that for the rest of my life. Are you going to be smart with me right now or blissful? And uh, she goes, to be honest, that mistress thing with Erica is beneath any of us. I don't like the deflection. That is major. That is a major thing. You know, your mistress over here. That is major. I love Sutton's... I love Sutton going, that is too much. I say, I say, I will not take no mistress talk. We are above that. We are women. We are ladies. We got chastity belts. Um. <laughs> and so Kyle goes, you know, the the first trickle... Um. You know, I talked to Erica and she said, you know, when the first trickle came out, people started disappearing all around her. And and Erica told Kyle, she, you know, you really know who your friends are. And we saw that flashback of the scene where all, you know, the gas slick was flowing down Erica's face, you know, with the black tears. And she goes, um, I told Erica I wasn't the fr- I wasn't the friend that just ditches. But if there is any connection, I need to know that because that would be a very different story. They and and we saw Erica goes, They were there in the good times, but they're definitely not here in the bad times. And she goes, I'm here for you. I I'm here if you lose your husband, I'm here if you lose your money or getting a divorce. But if there's any connection to this, I need to know that. And goes, I would like to have a conversation with Erica. And Sutton goes, I'm happy to have a convo with Erica, especially with the points that you have shared with us, Master Dorit. i say, i say. And Kyle goes, we're just going to flat out ask her, did you know the money? Where did, did you know what happened to this money? And Dorit goes, the only way is to ask these hard questions. She says, this... Uh, oh, by the way, she that's what I said. She says this at the same time as Sutton. So Dorit goes, the only way to ask these... Ho- the only way is to ask these... And Sutton goes, hard questions. And Dorit goes, hard questions. And then it was like, psych, you owe me a Coke to Sutton. And Kyle says, I'm going to be cooking Christmas dinner for you all at my house. And in a talking head, Kyle goes, her life is a disaster. The fact she is coming for this dinner is making me feel terrible, having to ask her all these questions. But we deserve to know the answers. I'm the Grinch about to steal Erica's Christmas. Time to be real, Kyle says. Also, what the... Kyle, what are you smoking? You feel bad for, like, I'm going to cook Erica a free meal. First off, Erica needs free meals, supposedly. Second off, like, what? I feel bad... Wait, wait, I'm trying to track, like, do you... What do you feel bad about, like... These questions. she knows she's going to be asked these questions at some point. Also, these are tough questions that need to be asked. I don't know. Like, if you feel so bad, this is why the show is set up in a certain way. Because in a normal thing, Kyle would call somebody, goes, hey, before you get put into this, I want to ask you all this stuff before you come over. Which I bet Erica was tipped off because you got to admit, you guys, when Erica, Erica knew exactly what she was walking into. And in fact, I think the producer said, you're going to have to answer a lot of questions tonight. And that's why when Erica pulled up, there was a camera guy out there and there was lighting in her car because they wanted to see all of that. So Sutton says, everybody got to be real. Erica got to be real. And everyone was like, yep, she does. And Rena even says, she does. So we're in a new scene and we come back from commercial break. And it's in Garcelle's house near the power plant or wherever backwoods place. I mean, Garcelle really... I still don't... Like, it looks like she's back, like, right up on a train track, something Bruce Springsteen would write about. It's a nice house, but I just don't... I don't know what area this is. And so she is making some sort of Christmas meal or Christmassy meal with her whole family. And I thought this was... I think it's important to pay attention to this season, the scenes that are not about Erica Jane, because remember, we're not getting a Dorit storyline, but we are getting Gar- Garcelle storylines. Garcelle's family journey is very important to the producers of this. And you got to ask yourself why. Like it does humanize Garcelle a bit and it almost kind of makes her it humanizes her a bit because she is the one that is mainly questioning Erica along with Sutton. With Sutton, we saw her daughter a couple of episodes ago. But with Garcelle, they're really humanizing her. And I I wonder if there's a purpose behind that. I really appreciate it. But it's interesting after you go from something so dramatic to this scene. And she is cooking a Haitian meal. Which, by the way... If you haven't read about everything that is going on in Haiti right now, it is definitely worth checking out. And if you have any extra money, it's definitely worth donating to. Of course, that is where Garcelle is from, and they are going through such a heck of a hard time right now. So, if I know this is kind of a 180, but if I know we got tons of issues here, but it is just uh, horrifying what's going on over there. But she grew up there, and she is cooking her kids and her family a classic. Haitian meal, so she says we got griot, which is a classic Haitian uh, pork dish, uh, mac and cheese, plantains, and rice and beans. You know me, I was like griot, that sounds good. Like it really, I was like griot, that sounds dirty, but like like good food, dirty. And Garcelle lets us know there is no measuring with Haitian cooking. You do it, you taste it, you figure out. Figure it out, and it's done. I have no real cooking acumen, and it's such a bummer, but I get kind of bored in the kitchen. Like, I really appreciate the people. That is such an art itself. Um, so Oliver is her son, her first son, and this is the one that we found, like, that she had let us know had uh, drug issues at a certain time, but has, you know, gotten on the straight and narrow, and we meet Sam, his wife, and... Her three kids and their kid together, a beautiful baby, and they say, Merry Christmas. And Garcelle tells Oliver, I'm so happy you guys drove down. And uh, Oliver, her son, tells his wife, baby, this is the griot I was telling you about. It's fire. Um, And Garcelle lets us know, before I got together with Mike... My first son, uh, we had our first son, Oliver. It didn't work out with me and Mike and his dad. And then he has been struggling. He had been struggling with drug addiction. We had the flashback to her telling the ladies about him. And she said, I still feel guilty. And then there was a flashback we had of Garcelle speaking to Oliver. And she was just saying, he tells her, I was just hanging out with the wrong crowd, mom. You know, and Garcel says, man, this has been a long journey for you, but it's such a hopeful journey to see somebody face their issues and succeed. And the thing with these kind of issues is that it's a lifelong battle, but it is so nice to get a little headway on it. And this, uh, I don't know this guy from Adam, but it looked, uh, it looked like he was really happy and good. And, you know, I, I, you know, I love stuff like that. So, uh, Garcelle says to see Ollie now and the father that he has become and the man that he has become, it's amazing. Um, so it was very cute. We see this dinner scene, Oliver Jr. The baby is having a temper tantrum. He's 10 months. And Garcelle says, you're like my friend Renna. No, she didn't say that. Garcelle says, you're so patient, Oliver. I can't believe you're a dad. I'm so proud of you. And, uh, Garcelle says having four kids under eight in quarantine, you couldn't pay me enough. And uh, he says, Mom, I just wish you lived closer. And Garcelle goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I love Garcelle's two sons that she lives with. They're they're just at this perfect, awkward age. Uh, my mom or my sister actually sent me a couple of photos of me at that awkward age today. And I just I mean, I still feel awkward in my everyday skin. But back then it was even more so like just so awkward and it never it never left me you know it never left me but i love watching Garcel's sons kind of get a little of that vibe of just that awkwardness and they seem so smart and kind of they seem kind but just so awkward and uh they say grandma about garcelle and you know garcelle's like we aren't gonna say granny so now we're in a new scene and dorit calls Kyle on FaceTime. Dorita's is getting glammed by a team of people in hazmat suits. And she's like, I'm obsessed with this big bouncy, beautiful hair. I like to pop my bees. It's nice to be in glam after quarantine. She says, I love it. And, uh, she's shaking her hair in the FaceTime camera. And <laughs> the ladies in the hazmat suits leave so she can, you know, talk to Kyle. And she goes, Kyle, I have a nice bottle of tequila for your Christmas party. Do you want an additional dessert? And Kyle goes, these earrings. They're Amina Maradi earrings. And Rick goes, I love those earrings. Ladies, for real, though, how much of your conversations are just complimenting whatever your friend is wearing when you see them in person? Is it just like, I love those heels. I love that shirt. You got nice undies. I love your earrings. Is it just like, how much do you think of the, is it 10% of the conversation? Is it less? I just feel like there's an endless stream of compliments whenever any lady has any kind of clothing on. It's like nice blouse, Carol, Carol. I love your blouse, Carol. Those are nice culottes, Carol. Did you shop at Ross? That's beautiful what that's it is that a jumpsuit I love that Carol what a nice belt buckle like it's always something and it makes me wish I was more into fashion because I would love I just if I come back again if, if that's a thing I would love to really be into cooking and I would love to know how to dress oh you know what I think I do know how to dress I want a body that clothes look better on how about that I think we all can agree. Not with me, but I think we all have that kind of thought, you know? Um, So uh, Kyle goes, guess what? Teddy is coming tonight. And you can tell Dorit was like, Teddy, uh, sounds familiar. Uh, Teddy Rogerson? And they're like, no, Teddy Mellencamp, uh, I don't recall. But no, Doritos goes, oh, my God, she's trying to remember. She goes, I have no idea. I will have to ply her with alcohol now that she is not pregnant, which is such a dark thought of like, let's get Teddy so wasted that she will regret coming over ever again. She will regret not being pregnant. I'm going to destroy Teddy with alcohol tonight, which is such a great... Are you all in, Teddy? Then do this shot of tequila with me. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, And Doritos goes, what about Erica? Kyle? <laughs> Kyle goes, Erica is coming, you know, and she doesn't know that all of us ladies met to talk shit about her... And uh, Dorit goes, We have to find a way forward, Kyle. It's really intense stuff. I love when Dorit says the obvious because she's being filmed. She's like, She's like, Production, I will make this so easy for you. Kyle, we have to find a way to talk to Erica tonight. Like we did the other night. I am doing all of this heavy lifting in terms of the narrative arc, Kyle. And Kyle says, Um, Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, we got to do that, Dorit. Uh, And Kyle goes, I'm supporting her, but I have a question. And Dorit goes, I have to get ready. Otherwise, I'll be late. (laughs) And uh, so we cut to Kyle's house. And we see there is all these serving trays. It is very Christmassy in the the Kyle Mauricio household. And we see a lot of, like, lady uh, chefs in the kitchen. And Kyle lets us know, they're just here to baste. They They didn't do the heavy kick cooking. They're here to baste, and uh, which is like I like isn't baste just like they're here just to pour juice over this meat. They're juice meter. They're meat juicers. I don't. they let's not. I did the cooking. They're they're here to baste. Uh, Kyle is pouring cranberry, and and we see stuffing. We see candied yams. Kyle is speaking Spanish. He's like, Yo, hablo uh, es, eh, inglés. Um, yo soy. Uh, Esteban, uh, Casa de Pepe. And uh, Kyle goes, even though I'm Jewish, now I celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. And I'm like, okay, Kyle. And um, Kyle also says something. I'm so serious about cooking. If someone wants to go even and add another piece of salt, they're going to get their finger chopped off, which is just so damn intense. Wouldn't that be great if this season was all about Erica and then all of a sudden we see somebody add a piece of salt and... And Kyle literally chops somebody's fingers off, and we're like, holy shit, the season is insane. This is like Pulp Fiction. We meet Jesse, the housekeeper. Uh, Garcelle gets dropped off first, and Garcelle is this, in this. You guys know I'm not in a fashion, but she's in this interesting gray and black feathered number. I don't even know how to describe this. I don't know if you ladies are like, oh, yeah, that's a Mark Shigali's. Like, I don't know if this is a known thing, but she looks like a. Uh, what is like a like a bird with a bunch of like a like a big bird but if it's not yellow but it was like black and white but there's also like a Grinch kind of thing like I I I know I've seen this before and it's been on some sort of cartoon or or some kind of animal character but it it's very um it's very artsy it's very big it's very artsy it's like a peacock in a way you know what I'm saying and I'm trying to be better about fashion so I'm trying to describe that a little more um, and Kyle comes down and goes, you're first, Garcelle. And she she's like, Kyle, your tree is glorious. And she goes, oh, thank you. My family already left for, for Colorado, which is, by the way, if you watch Dateline NBC, that's what I was like. There might be a murder here tonight. She sent her family away before her. You know what I'm saying? When you're like, uh, my dad told me to leave uh, for the weekend. and He'd meet me up there. That's always when murders happen. Like. I told, fa- told Mauricio and the kids to leave. We're going to settle shit with Erica tonight. And Garcello goes, so you're going to join him soon? And then Kyle lets us know that my family has always been obsessed with Christmas. We put out the cookies and milk for the rich people, the rich Santa. And she goes, you know, in the old days, my uncle rented a Christmas outfit, and he would come bang on every door of the room. And that, you know, and he just scared the bejesus out of me. But, but I was just like... Wait, which uncle? What's going on? Like, Kyle, let me in. It's Santa. Kyle! Kyle, it's me, Santa Claus. You let me in now. Kim! Kim! <laughs> Kathy. Kathy, you let me in. It's Santa right now. Um... I just scared myself with that voice. Um... She goes, I, my uncle was crazy. I didn't think it was a good idea, but good times, good times. There's a much darker story there. I think we all know. Hopefully we'll get a special limited series from Bravo at some point. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quinc ecom slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
2: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Credit card. Start the podcast all over again. It is a commercial time, and I am so excited to talk about this one. This week's sponsor is Bowl and Branch. Um, the whole thing is, if you are going to invest in a comfortable mattress, uh, it's crazy to think that you would not invest in great sheets to go with that. Now, Bowl and Branch knows high quality sleep doesn't stop at your mattress. Their ultra soft organic sheets are transparently sourced and produced in safe, fair conditions you'll feel a difference and know you're making one. Um, I think that is actually a very cool experience that you actually can work with a company or buy from a company That can affect things at a global scale. Uh, Bowling Branch started with a mission produce the highest quality sheets on the market and make the world a better place in the process. Today, they are still the best choice for anyone who wants comfort that lasts. Now, this company founded in 2014 by a husband and wife, Scott and Missy Tannen, and it all comes down to a choice to do what's right. They wanted to give more sleepers more choices for high quality sheets at a fair price now i actually do have personal experience in this right now as i am laying in my bull and brand sheets right now i got this beautiful gray color and you know me guys i'm a dude i thought sure another set of sheets i put the sheets on and you guys it is really insane i can totally feel the difference and it is so comfortable i told you i laid in bed all saturday because it felt too good it was I was like, this. where have I been? I didn't know sheets were that big of a deal, for real. Um, it's just great. If you guys are looking for a new set of sheets, no joke, I think, just check these things out. In fact, we did this commercial a couple months ago, and, and our listener Sheridan, who wrote me this awesome email, she bought a bunch of sheets. I was like, that's awesome. Um, they're actually promoting right now the Signature Hem Sheets. It's a beloved bestseller for a good reason. They get softer with every wash. Are you kidding me? Is that possible? Okay, so it's buttery, soft, lightweight, in a 100% organic cotton sateen weave that's perfect for all seasons. They come in a variety of colors and in all sizes, from twin up to California king. Can you imagine? God, what if I could get a California king one day? So to experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowl & Branch. You can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. And my listeners, this is so cool. Get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code SOBAD at bolenbranch.com. That's Branch b o l l and branch b r a n c h .com promo code SOBAD. We really should change the promo code to so good cuz it's like it's it actually is good. I'm telling you, folks, I wish you could come into my bedroom and feel the sheets yourself. It really are. Anyways, okay. I've said too much. Back to Sophie. Garcelle says, so is everyone coming? And then she cheers with champagne. And Kyle goes, Erica didn't say she was canceling. And Garcelle goes, okay. Okay. And Kyle goes, we want to ask her flat out. And Garcelle says, you know, when you ask someone if they're cheating, do they say yes right away? And uh, we won't know until we know and kyle goes divorce brings out the worst in people that's the other thing and that is very true so we're in a new scene and we all of a sudden get a full moon shot like a shot of the moon and the moon is very full and in my weird head i was like oh my god are they setting up that somebody's a werewolf Like, what if Sutton was a werewolf? Like, it was like, Erica, I got questions for you. I'll say, I'll say. Like, werewolf Sutton? She's like, minor League Baseball team. I'm changing. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if all of a sudden there was a huge wolf at Christmas dinner? Okay, I've gone too far. So, um, full moonshot, Kyle's Christmas dinner, Teddy, we get such a sad scene like the driver drops off and uh, um randy no jetty Fe, letty Mellencamp, teddy Mellencamp um tells the driver thank you so much i appreciate you she goes thank you so much i appreciate you because she knows she's being filmed normally she wouldn't talk to the drivers she goes anybody home and kyle goes look who it is and ever like literally no one knows kyle's even like Look who it is like like she'll say like hey it's me teddy like Kyle goes look who it is and Garcelle's like I don't um and then it's like Teddy gives him a hint she goes baby bump free give me a drink and then we're all like oh Teddy and Garcelle says in a talking head cause she's been like kind of set up by the producer. She goes, well, Teddy's a little annoying. She's like a little gnat. And then Garcelle realizes what she says. And she goes, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Rinna comes in. He goes, Teddy. <laughs> and Rinna is of course, in one of those annoying wigs that we have propped her up about where she's always like, Harry loves when I am not Lisa. <laughs> Harry asks me not to be my normal self all the time. And, Teddy goes, ah, I get to see who, who this new person is. And Rina goes, this is Heather. I'm so sorry for all the Heathers out there. She goes, this is Heather. And, uh, she has that Heather by the way, Heather, by the way, has the same horrible laugh as Rina. So just, uh, it would be amazing if she actually became a different person, but no, it is still Rina. And, uh, Rinna goes, Harry has a lot of girlfriends and Garcelle says, oh, that's super cute, super cute. And Dorit is jiggling the doorknob to the house. She's like, I can't get in. Master Kyle, this this handle doesn't work. It doesn't work. It would be funny if she just broke the glass. She's like, let me in. I need in. I've got a bottle of expensive tequila, Jagaloo. Jagaloo, how does mommy get in a door? Will you look up on Wikipedia, Jagaloo? Um, Rinna is showing off her uh, outfit to... Garcelle, she's like, this buckle is Versace. (laughs) Half off. I got it at TJ Maxx. I'm a Maxanisa. Ha (laughs) ha ha. And Garcelle says, Dorit is going to kill for those shoes uh, uh lisa and dorit's like hello let me in this door is so hard ah, help don't start with don't film without me it's me dorit please <laughs> i know boy george little Jaggerloo. kathy hilton comes and she goes ho 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 they let kathy in immediately the doors just part like the the, the red sea and it's like an angel entering, and she's like, "I'm trying to." It's like uh, tonight, I'm trying to put ten pounds in a five pound bag. <laughs> she goes, "I'm trying to get things um, together." I'm gonna have to go gorilla. I'm gonna. I know. She goes, "I'm going to have a gorilla." And right then and there, I was like, "That doesn't make sense." What is that, Kathy? Is that a Kathy? Kathy, did you just create a, another catchphrase? You are amazing. I, I was like. I, you just created another tra- trademark, like, I'm going to have a gorilla, you guys. And then I could see a dance, do the gorilla, like the Kathy Hilton gorilla. Like, couldn't you imagine do the gorilla as, like, a song written by Kathy Hilton? And uh, they asked Kathy in you know, a talking head what, a you know, what having a gorilla is. And she goes, I'm going to be traumatic. It means I'm going to be traumatic, you know, to have a horse, a barrel of chickens, like, you know you know, what do you have a barrel? Of chi- it makes no sense for explanation. And I just thought, what the hell has Kathy been selling these girls their whole lives? Like she has a whole different language. And then I, it's like we see Kim in a, in a talking head from a past season. And she's like, that's my chicken. That's my chicken. Give me the chicken, you know? Like, so obviously Kathy, when Kim was very young, taught her about this phrase that didn't exist, that's my chicken and now it's like Kyle got out and escaped because of Mauricio but poor Kim is literally under the mental care of Kathy Hilton and I loved Kathy but we saw this flashback and Kim thinks this is like a normal phrase of like that's my chicken, give me the chicken and I was just like this is so wild Kyle shows everyone the table it's glorious and Dorit says what you had to deal with the kids oh 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 because she's talking about teddy with uh the baby you know unfortunately had to go to the neurosurgeon and wore a helmet uh teddy's baby is beautiful so there's teddy's baby is beautiful i will give teddy that and um teddy goes you know that uh i'm trying to think of like the teddy voice teddy was like that was so scary and it just kept happening Crystal comes in, she's like, Hey! And this is Crystal's first strike. She goes, Is my girl here? And then her girl is Teddy. It turns out she's known Teddy for 10 years. And I was like, "Uh Uh-oh, strike one. Crystal, you're on notice. And uh Garcelle goes, I gotta take this all in. I can barely see because Crystal is wearing like an outfit that showed off her boobs, I guess. But you guys, I rewound it. Like 80 times because I was like, I want to see these boobs. And there were no, I, I couldn't really decipher the boobs. Verena goes, Ha! Your boobs! Who knew he had boobies? Ha And Derrick goes, There is a lot of boobs going on, Master Crystal. And uh, Crystal goes, Yeah, Rob said, I can't believe you're going to go out wearing that around your friends. And Sutton comes in at this point. She is in an all green dress with a black mink I think mink I'm trying to be better about fashion for you guys and these like reddish shoes and Teddy goes I'm so excited to see you Sutton and uh Ted- <laughs> no sorry Sutton goes Teddy I'm so excited to see you and Teddy goes how's it going you look pretty and she's already grading. like at this point I was already like oh my god too much Teddy Jeez, please use this sparingly Kyle tells Dorit, um, you know, there is uh there's a chance that Erica might not come at the last moment. Who knows? And then if you have the subtitles on the subtitles, say lightly edgy music, which, by the way, that is if I put that into Pandora, I'd be like, what kind of music do you like, Ryan? Lightly edgy music. Uh, there's a flash. This is the flash I was talking about earlier of Erica driving her car in. The car is lit, so this is a planned shot. So they're like, "Erica, can we can we get you? Can we see you getting uh, driving into Kyle's driveway? That'd be great. We're, we're just trying to establish a shot of you getting here." So it's this like la di da. I drove myself. I didn't drive. Like a, nobody drove me. I'm a man of the people. I drove my own car. And Rina goes, "You guys, <laughs> we have to remember." innocent until proven guilty it's going to take a long time she can't answer all these questions cause they're legal involved and Kyle's like yeah once all the lawsuits and then Erica walks in and everybody goes hey ho hey who oh look who it is Eric oh Erica Jane Pat the pussy and Erica goes oh hey guys she goes hey how's everybody doing and she's wearing this like kind of Catholic school outfit like very demure very pretty uh there's like this headband thing that she has going on long straight beautiful blonde hair you know very demure very classy and I do want to say once again Rinna is reminding everybody I'm just like what is in this for Rinna honestly is anybody at like what why is she doing this what is in this for Rinna Rinna usually doesn't do things selflessly. So what is in this for Rinna? So, you know, Erica's in like, Hey, everybody, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And uh, Dorit goes, How did you get... I couldn't even open the door. Erica, open the door. And Kyle goes, Well, you're not as smart as Erica. What can I say? So doing that classic trying to make your friend comfortable by shitting on your other friend of Kyle, like, Well, you're a real fucking idiot, Dorit. Erica's brilliant. She can open a fucking handle. Um, And Renee goes, ha, you look good. (laughs) She literally laughs after you look good. Once again, as always, tell me what is funny. What's funny? Like, what is the joke? Is the joke you look good? Because that's me. What is the joke? Erica says, I put this look together myself. I really liked it. And Erica goes to Teddy, Hey, Freddy. No, she just goes, hey. And uh, everybody goes, uh, Erica, do you want a drink? And she goes, I drove, so I can't drink. I'll have a Coke. And then we have this really weird moment of Erica going, Coke. And Rinda goes, Coke. And Sonny goes, Coke, I'll say, I'll say. Garcia goes, Coke. Dorico goes, Coke. Kyle goes, Coke. They just bandy around Coke. It is one of the weirder moments where I was like, is, is this one of those commercials that they put within the show where they all say coke and they all just go around saying coke and Erica goes hey guys hey what's going on hey guys it's just so awkward Erica goes well, thanks for having me Kyle I'm a little she goes I'm a little radioactive these days and Garcelle goes yeah like it was like oh shit Garcelle but I, then they cut to Marshall, And we get back from Marshall. and Kyle goes, I want everybody to sit down while I get the food ready. And Rinna goes, can I help at all? You know, Rinna has never been in a damn kitchen in her life. She barely eats food. And she's like, ah, wouldn't it be amazing if Kyle was like, yeah, you can go around and empty the trash cans. Uh, please make sure you hit the guest rooms and all that stuff. Just empty the trash cans, put it out the door. Has anybody ever done that when they ask for help? Like yeah, could you go uh, just dust off my car? There's just like a light film over that. If you could get that, that'd be great. Erica goes to Sutton, you look handsome, and you're green to Sutton. Like, is that is that a slam? You look handsome. Like I sometimes get told I look handsome, and I'm a guy. Do you tell Sutton you look handsome? And Rinna is just watching. She's Hawkeye. And she's like, He-he-he. What's gonna happen? How can I get attention from this storyline? He and Rena goes sit right down in the middle Erica and Erica goes we're socially distancing and then there was just awkward silence and I know that because the closed captioning said awkward silence and Sutton asks Garcelle did you say hello to Erica because they're all sitting and but Sutton whispers she goes psst psst Garcelle did you say hello to Erica and Garcelle, she winked at me, you know, um, you know. and Sutton goes, "'Did you say hello?' I say, I say." And Garcelle shakes her head no, and he goes, "'Do you maybe want to go say hey?' And Garcelle says, "'That'll be awkward. I'm not listening to you.'" In a talking ad, Garcelle lets us know, "'I haven't seen Erica since she flipped out on me.'" And Sutton goes, "'Are you nervous? Garcelle, look at me, look at me. "'Are you nervous to talk to her?' And Garcelle goes, "'No, I'm not, but it's awkward, but I'm not afraid.'" And that's, God, man, that's how I want to be. Garcelle is just not afraid. She's like, knows it's awkward, but she's just not afraid. Whereas I'm afraid 24-7. How amazing would that be to live without fear? And Kyle goes, grab your plate, everybody. I did place cards, so Sutton would be happy. And Kathy goes, I'm starving. I'm on a diet. And Rena goes, are you hungry, Kath? Ah! First off, Rena, you call her Mrs. Hilton? Or Miss H for short, you have not established a cath relationship with Kathy Hilton. So please step off. Harry, you can call her cath. And Rinna goes, This looks yum, yum, yum. <laughs> and then we see Rinna put like a, the tiniest baby scrap of turkey. She goes, This looks tender. Ooh, tender turkey. Rinna's got a piece of tender turkey. And, uh, Kyle goes, I put my heart and soul into this dinner. And Rinda goes, it's Christmas on a plate. It's gorgeous. (laughs) Kyle thinks, well, thank you. I appreciate you all being here. Uh, And Erica goes, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate being had. And Kyle goes, yeah, I told you, Erica. I'm not just here for the good times. And Erica goes, no, you're not. You're a very solid friend. Uh, meanwhile um, You can tell Erica's been shoplifting things From Kyle's house Her bag, She bought one of those big Target bags And you can just tell it's stocked uh, Talking head, Kyle goes Erica seems so low, so beaten down Seeing her like this Makes me feel Like I, I, I want to support her But I want to support her with a clear conscience And I hear Kyle's also like And I want to go to Colorado To see my family right after this I'm pretty much good and drama free at this moment. Kyle says, "Let's have some good times." Erica and Erica goes, "I wish there was good times." And, and then Kyle goes, "This food is a good time." And they're all seated. And Rina goes, "Ah, so good, yummy!" Like Rina's looking at other people of like, "How do I eat food? How do I? Uh, what is this with the prongs? <laughs> do you just you stab it? <laughs> what is this?" What? It's oval. Ha! What is it? Ha! She's pulling it over eyelids. Is, is this an eyelid compressor? Ha! Oh, Kathy's eat... Oh, that's how you do it. You put the you put the thing with the spikes in your mouth. Ha! Dangerous. Dorit is delicately, we see, putting turkey on her plate. And uh, somebody asked Kyle, you know, this is so moist. Do you inject it with needles? And then somebody goes, this is Beverly Hills? Of course you do. Ha! And... Dorit comes and Kyle goes, you didn't even get mashed potatoes or stuffing Dorit. And uh, Kyle goes, this is not the time to do- diet Dorit. This is not. And Kyle says, I want to say happy holidays. Extra special. Thank you to Erica for showing up. And we hope that 2021 is better than 2020. I do find it interesting. Didn't you think that they thanked Erica for coming so much? Like, like what, what's with all the thinking? Like she's has to film. Like, why are we thanking her? Like, like, Thank you for showing up in this awkward situation. Sure. But it's almost like I felt like the producer said, we really, we want to make sure she feels as loved as possible. Please give her a lot of love, you guys. It's almost kind of like the vibe of, uh, welcome to the stage, Miss Erica Jane, give her a warm welcome, everybody. So everybody's just like, oh my God, Erica, thank you so much for showing up. Um, and, uh, Kathy goes health and happiness and the best to everybody. And Erica goes, I saw my doctor today, and my doctor said, at least you're healthy. So there's that. And everybody's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And and they're like, oh, it must be so tough for you. And she goes, yeah, this is happening in real time. So I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. Everything is happening day to day. Erica is just sitting there with this ugly headband on. And uh goes, you must be blindsided by everything that comes up, comes out. And she goes, uh, yeah, and there's more coming. And we get the classic looks from all the guests of like, dun, dun, dun. It's like kind of like a Knives Out kind of vibe. And uh, Erica goes, so who knows? I'm far from done. And um this is where my friend said, none of these ladies have ever these all these ladies need to be punched in the face. That that obviously none of these ladies have been punched in the face, and you can tell from this scene right here, which is just a very violent, interesting uh, uh comment to be made. Um so Dari goes, I feel like we are at the beginning, and Sutton goes, Are you truly blindsided I say, I say? Or did you get the info? before, with, you know, this press I say, I say, and Erica goes go ahead ask your questions and you could tell Erica was like there's always one in the group, you know like you, like, so this is the I I feel I wish I had like some kind of Apple Watch on her, where I could get her BPM because I feel like it would have like skyrocketed and she's just like, keep it cool Erica, keep it cool she's a dummy, they're all dummies we can get through this, so You know, Sutton asks a pretty specific question. Do you have any earlier information? She goes, oh, go ahead. Ask away. And Erica goes, no, I didn't have access to lawsuits before it hits the press. And Sutton says, I think it was when the L.A. Times came out before you left. You know, you must have known. You know, this is we all read. I mean, some of us read. I know Kyle didn't read, and Reno did. It was a very long article. I read. Sure, Crystal read the timeline. I say, I say, was confusing to me. And Crystal goes, "Yeah, you know, my biggest question, the timeline. You said three years that he had had this head injury, you know, and it was a little confusing for me." And she said, "I was, uh, I was so sad, you know, to see what happened." Um, but it seemed like these things were happening before the three years that you mentioned. So that was my only question. And Erica is very calm. It's almost like you see in those movies where people are like, you know, somebody's guilty and they're like, I have to take a lie detector test. And they're like, just be very still, just be very still and very calm. So Erica is literally the stillest we've ever seen her. And she's just staring ahead. Like she's almost blurring her eyes. And Erica goes, I don't know. I know what I've seen in the last three and a half to four years. So she throws in, all of a sudden, we went from three years to three and a half to four. And she's like, Did I say four? I meant 10. Oh, 10, I meant 12. You know, now that I think about it, 28 sounds like a good number. Things have been crazy. I did see him trip uh, 22 years ago. I think that's when the head injury started. Um,. And Sutton goes, you know, it just seems uh, the crimes have been going on for so long, and uh, but they've been recently litigated. And Erica goes, yeah, but I'm not answering any questions. And Dorit goes, I'm not asking you to. I'm I I I, I. Dorit starts short circuiting, and Garcel goes, well, Dorit, that's. Not what you said the other night, because Dorit is kind of like, we want you to be happy, Erica Jane. We all firmly stand. And this is why I got to tell you, Dorit, once again, like I said last week, when Dorit let us know that um, her little baby loves, love all of her housekeepers that are multicultural people, Dorit, all she had to do was shut her mouth this season like Dorit went from like a so-so housewife to a great housewife last season and now she's ruined it she's pissed it all away in two episodes like you know you can't be the one person that's like sudden i agree with you we need to hold her foot to the flames and then go well now that i'm seeing erica jane i love you erica because even pk was like don't get us into this i've had some shady business dealings please don't erica please uh uh, don't uh, get me involved with her. Dory, look at me. Look at me. Um, so Erica says, yeah, I don't know what's uh, the last 3.5 to 4 years uh, has happened. And Garcelle uh, calls Dorit out at, on it. And Dorit goes, in a flashback, we see her going, misappropriated funds, orphans and widows, oh my. And then Dorit turns to Garcelle, present day, and goes, let me finish and then Sutton in a talking head says, "I don't remember Dorit being that supportive when we had our sister circle moment, which was, of course, the other night." And Dorit says, "We all met the other day, Erica Jane. Sutton asked for us to get together. It was Sutton. Sutton did it." Um, so we go to commercial. We come back. New scene. Dorit goes, "We all met the other day. Sutton did it." And Erica Jane just looks to the side, doom, just like laser looked at Sutton. And Sutton goes, The reason I wanted to talk to everybody, Erica Jane, I wanted to see where we were all out. And Erica Jane goes in a committee. Uh, Erica Jane in the talking day goes, Oh, so they all we- wanted to meet in a committee to think of the questions to ask me. Is this a grand jury? What is this shit? All you met to talk about old little Erica Jane. What am I going to even say? I'm so important you all got to meet? And Sutton goes, I don't think that you have access to any of his law stuff. And Erica says, uh, No, I did not. But you want me to address the allegations and all that stuff in the L.A. Times? And Sutton goes, uh, In a talking head, she goes, uh, We are all here, but it looks like the left her spine at the door. And Rena goes, President goes, be real Sutton and Sutton so literally Sutton's like I'm going to destroy you one day Rena. like that's the look I saw Sutton give and Rena says you know what Sutton you said if she walked in the door you would give her the what's what you would tell her what's going on Sutton says I'm doing that right now but she's going through a lot I say I say and Erica goes you talked to an attorney about me what is going on you talked to an attorney about me. And Sutton goes, Of course I did. And Garcel goes, She's not the only one who did that. And Erica goes, Who here got a legal opinion about little Erica Jane? And Reed says, I spoke to my husband, and maybe a little, a skosh to boy George. Be you, pop boop, 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 boop. And before even erica jane can respond to ricos please hear me out and erica jane gives the most deadpan look and goes and what did he say what did mr pk stuffed baked Potato say about little erica jane oh sorry i started doing the sutton accent but sutton does uh try to explain for everybody she goes you know, are we Are we illegally in trouble? Are we Dragged into this whether we like it Or not? And everybody agrees And Garcelle says, you know We're nervous. Some people are nervous And Kyle goes I asked Faye Resnick's husband to break This down. It's, you know And her husband Said it's very likely that Erica Jane had no idea what was going on It was your husband's business. And Erica goes It's It's true. Like I love how these ladies present things for Erica to agree with. But they said, this is why you wouldn't be guilty. And Erica always goes, "'Yeah, that sounds right. I like what you say about me not being guilty. Uh, checks out with me. Anyways, pass the stuff in, Dorit.'" And Sutton goes, "'Well, anyways, I just want to make sure I'm protecting myself.'" And Erica goes, "'Protecting yourself? Darling, how are you involved in any of this?' And Kyle says, you know, Sutton, be more clear about what you mean. And Sutton gives a rich person look to Kyle and goes, I am Kyle. <laughs> Sorry. Sutton goes, I am Kyle. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried. I'm worried about my reputation. And then Erica goes, you guys, are you really that afraid of me? Little Miss Erica Jane. And Sutton goes, No. And Erica goes, I don't think you believe that. Irina says, uh, yeah, I don't think Sutton that you believe that Erica isn't involved. And Sutton goes, I'm just going to ask the $20 million elephant in the room. They're saying, where did $20 million go you went into your LLC. And remember, Sutton has such a lady boner for LLCs. Last uh, week, she was like, I've got 10 LLCs. <laughs> I consult with all of my lawyers, I'll say, I'll say about my LLCs. And Kyle says, well, you know, that's the obvious question, Erica. Did you know any of this? And Erica goes, what do you think? And, with, and Kyle goes, well, I don't think you did. Erica goes, no, I did not. And so Sutton goes, well, okay, was that a loan? What what, what was that? And Erica Jane goes, I don't know. We'll have to uncover that question. And Garcelle says in a talking head, well, this is very service. Yes, you love him, but he's being implicated. I understand your hurt and betrayal, but I haven't seen the anger towards Tom. I need Perry Mason or someone to come and explain all of this to me. And Sutton goes, I have an LLC. If the money did go in there, how did you not notice? I know every nickel and dime that goes in my LLC. And Erica goes, I was kept away from the books. I tried to get near the books, and they were like, Erica Jane, stay away. Stay away from these books. These are the books. I'll fight you, Erica Jane. And Sutton goes, that would make me insane if people try to keep me from my LLC books. And Derek goes, it's hard to digest. Orphans, widows, it makes you sick. And Erica says, the lawyers, lawyers said tom said that we had a 50 to 80 million dollars i didn't know about that which is like bullshit where do you think this fucking money on all of your fucking person is coming from are you kidding me like i was watching old episodes last week she bragged about the third ring that she got that was worth over hundred and fifty thousand dollars. where was that like magical cool money uh here showed me this was money that was not taken from orphans and widows so i was proud to wear it all her whole fucking gig is private jet, private this, private that. So this is so silly that we're all acting like this is some mystery like where did the money go? The money like uh, literally these people are owed Erica Jane. Everybody should get a piece of Erica Jane. Um so uh everybody goes to Erica goes, "I'm sorry." And she goes, "You don't have to be sorry." No one knows the answer. But Tom and garcelle's face is so perfect and they should get a shot of everyone's face and rena goes where did the 80 million dollars (laughs) go and erica goes explain that to me only he can explain which is just like so perfect you guys i have no idea i would love to explain it if i can't i can't the only person that can explain it is tom girardi you guys How convenient! And he's mentally feeble now. He can't. Oh, well. Better luck next time, you guys. I guess I'm innocent. Can I keep spending money? Um. So Dorico's, you know, you. I believe you're innocent, and you will come out of this. And Erica goes, "I haven't been accused of anything." And she's shaking her head like, "Oh, (laughs) how?" one as ever about to think little old Eric Jane is guilty. I didn't do anything but spend an old man's money with a reckless abandon. I bought Mike and Minden and my, my, my assistant Maya and two private jet planes. Ah uh, little Miss Erica Jane doesn't know what was spent or what not. What is money anyways? I don't know. Only Tom knows what money is. Tom told me never to look at the books, and I've never looked. I passed a Mons and Noble the other day. Couldn't go in, because I know Tom doesn't like me looking at the books. And Dorit goes, well, you know, you're attached. You're complicit in a way. And Erica goes, those words are not cool. And I swear to God, it feels like Erica Jane is on something. She's just like really... Those words are not cool. I'm just gonna zone out. And Renna's like, Ha! Well, Erica, Ha! I love having you here. It's great. Ha! And Erica goes, Those words, it's not nice to repeat because it's not true. And Dorit goes, I certainly don't think they're true. Like, so Dorit already just fumbles. Like, it's like, Dorit, you can't say one thing and then go, Well, I don't believe it. All of uh Sutton believes it. Little Jagaloo I'm sorry, I'm sorry Mommy loves you, but I just threw you under the butt. Jagaloo told me that Erica Jane is guilty. I said, Little Jagaloo, you go to your room. I do not believe Erica Jane is guilty and he goes, Mommy, could I have some pizza from your party? And uh so Sutton in a talking head, she goes, I'm disappointed in Dorit. I thought we were simpatico in this I say I say and there's a flashback literally of the scene from the very beginning of Sutton goes we are in agreement high five and then Sutton goes well I guess Dorit really softened maybe she has a weak backbone and then all of a sudden this is where I told you earlier guys all of a sudden they do a shot of Teddy and I was like "Huh? oh my god Teddy's there I forgot that she was there entirely I was like Holy shit! That's John Mellencamp's daughter. And Teddy goes, "All these people, i uh, how huh, so boring. Uh, have nothing to do with this. You know, they're making it about themselves." And then she goes, "We've all been involved in lawsuits. Um, remember when I told people to eat five calories a day? I got sued. I killed people. I literally, I killed people. I told them by text to not eat lettuce. And uh, so we've all been there. And I think Erica Jane sounds pretty cool right now." And that was the, I was like, oh, God, Teddy's on. As you could tell, Erica was like, shut up, Teddy. I don't need you to speak right now. Teddy, stop it. Go eat your lettuce cups in the closet. Please don't speak up for me, please. And uh, she's trying to win the room. Dorit now is trying to win Erica back. And uh, that th- this is where you get the big mistake here, is that I think Dorit especially... And Rina have misread the audience. I think they make these snap, snap judgments where they are like, okay, I think the audience is going to go towards Erica's side, so they immediately jump ship. And Rina and Dorit, this season, have thought that the audience is going to be on the side of Erica, so now they're like going, like, I love everything Erica's saying, and not realizing how bad it is. Like, she's making me not like Buka de Beppo. Like, how bad? Like. That place was like Camelot. Now I'm like, well, it might just be like a shitty Italian restaurant. Like, that's sad. I hope Dorit says something cool in the next episode, because it's like two episodes in a row, and it's not good. I just, I think they've picked the wrong side that the audience would take. And Garcelle says in a talking head, Dorit has done a real 180. And then she goes, like Dorit is an ass kisser, which is just so Hysterical, And if you see the preview for next week, when, Garce, when Dorit says, Garcelle's being a bully to me. She's saying that I'm wrong. So Garcelle says at the dinner, she goes, I'm going to be 100% honest uh, as I normally am. She goes, I don't know if you knew or not, but my sister had a kidney transplant and she had a lawyer that was supposed to collect what she was owed from this. And she kept telling me it was fine And you know The lawyer actually took money From my sister And she's like If that's what Tom did And it's true Then fuck Tom And honestly you guys That's it at the core Whether this man is feeble Which by the way If he's not now He will be someday Because that's just what happens When we're older Fuck Tom Honestly Fuck Tom Tom let's normalize that and I hate the word normalize but let's normalize fuck Tom and I'm sorry I'm sorry but fuck Erica too fuck Erica too because I don't think she knew I don't think she kept a ledger but also I think Erica Jane knew what she was marrying into it wasn't like this is the handsomest man I've ever met at Shakers you know like no no she knew what she did. She fucking got caught, you know? Like, most ladies that do this, they end up getting living a long life and they get to take their husband's money when they died. She bet on the wrong horse, period. And now she has to face the consequences. But let's not all act like she's an angel. Let's all act like she didn't know and she was such a great wife until then. No, I've read Eric's book. I've read it. Like, no, come on. Come on, this is bullshit. Like, why are we even, like, why are we even questioning any of this? Which, by the way... I posted this on Instagram earlier because, you know, if you followed Erica Jane's Instagram in the last year, she posted these overly face-tuned um, shots. And she said she didn't do any glam for tonight's episode. She did it herself. She picked out her outfit herself. She loved it. And then there's a picture of her, by the way, face-tuned to the gills with this same outfit on. And you can see a glam person in the background of that shot. So, like, I'm sorry. This, this is bullshit. Everything she says is bullshit to a degree. So, okay, we're, we're coming up on the home stretch here, guys. So Garcelle says, Fuck Tom. I know personally what it feels like to wait for compensation for somebody that you love for something they went through. And Erica goes, What is alleged is terrible, and he will have to pay a price if, in fact, what happens... To be something involving Tom But what happened to Tom here He was mentally capable And in solo control And I think He all of a sudden became mentally Uncapable And it got away from him All of a sudden they were dealing with A man diminished capacity He was in control And then all of a sudden not in control And not doing the right thing If he stole the money I'd like to know Where it is you know, that's the truth. So this really seems to me, or it reads to me a lot like this is what a defense is. This doesn't read as somebody going, I mean, by the way, hats off to Erica for finally mentioning orphans and widows hats off to finally admitting this is a horrible thing. Thank you. But now it reads like, okay, this is the defense set up that he's mentally incapable set that up a couple episodes ago and now expand on that. And that's what feel. this feels like a defense to me. This feels like what is going to be how Tom is defended in all of this. The one thing I don't think they're going to be able to prove is why has he done this for four decades, you know? And Doric goes, if I didn't love or care about you, you know, it's not really a situation. We are friends, but we are in the middle of a hurricane with you. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Garcel says, is this a competition? And Rick goes, I want you to know I support you. And Rina goes, we're all hoping. <laughs> this is just insane. And Garcias like, okay, so some of us support you more than others. I guess it's how long we all knew you. Um, and Erica Jane says, this is very important. Erica Jane says, the victims need to be taken care of. And Garcelle says, well, I haven't heard that. And, uh, everybody says well we we all feel it and then we finally have said it and I think this is such an important phrase that Erica Jane says because her actions go against this because her lawyers have filed against uh, her having to share any money so she is suing Tom for assets and she is saying that she should get them before any of these widows and orphans so her words say one thing her actions say another but I love that she's finally said this I love that it's on film you know and Kathy says, First it's the victims and then the family. Which I love. God bless you, Kathy. Damn, God bless. You. Kathy's like, as Michael Jackson used to say, Kathy, let's let's take out the victims first. <laughs> Kathy, where do you think we go when we die, Kathy? I don't know, Michael. Where do you think? I think we go to heaven. A little a little Graceland. A little <laughs> a little Neverland heaven, Kathy. Um, Erica goes. I'm not worried about me. I'm last in all of this. You know, the people need that money. But we need to see what this man did. Erica's like, I'm not worried about me. Fuck off, Erica. Oh, that's all you are is worried about you. This is all about you keeping your fucking stupid necklaces and shoes. Are you kidding me? You are completely worried. This is all what this show is about. This is what your performance this season, this is the daytime Emmy. This is what this all goes towards, is you being able to keep your stupid shit you convince him to buy you. And Sutton goes, do you think we'll ever know what happened? I say, I say. And Kathy says, they'll get to it. They'll get to it. And then Erica Jane goes, I appreciate the support. I have a long road ahead of me. And if you're my friend, thank you. But if you choose to get off on this journey, I understand. And then we cut to talking head and the producer goes, you've been unbelievably strong so far for being a criminal. No, he goes, you've been unbelievably strong so far, which is. It's frustrating but at the same time you, you know you get it because you're like well you gotta get her to film you gotta get her to say hey you know and the producer goes do you feel like you've been strong and she goes I don't feel like I've been strong I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other bit feet I just need to be calm and work through all of this and goes I, for one, hope God gives you the strength and the courage to get through. And I hope God is there sooner rather than later. And it's like, fuck, Dorit. What is, like, God's like, oh, um, this Dorit, I cannot even tell where she's from. I need to be there soon. Hey, Dorit, I'm fucking doing 10 million things over here. Do you want me to help this girl that married this rich dude? You want me to put her above everybody else? I pretty much helped her her whole life. I even got her out of shakers. And now you're like, Oh no, no God. First off who, wait, what you're next by the way. God's like, God's like, I've seen what you and BK have done. You're next. But seriously, are you kidding me? You're going to tell me to work faster. Why don't you try to pick an accent? Like, by the way, that's my God imitation. Um, and Kyle goes, I just feel there's, I feel bad. There's questions and stuff. Stuff. And Kathy goes, it's good practice for her. It's good practice, these questions. And Kyle goes, there's dessert in the other room, everybody. And Kyle goes, this dinner has been so awkward. I'm looking for the eject, the eject button. I want to go to my rich family in Colorado. And Kyle goes, well, we're here. We hash things out. And Erica goes, yeah, yeah. And then she goes, I'm very tired. I'm very tired. And this is my life, where I'm at. And by the way, we saw her driving in her car, but part of me thinks like she drove in for the cameras, and then she drives out and there's been a driver out there just waiting, like seated on the curb. And he's like, ma'am, are you ready to go home? Yes, Jeeves, please drive me home to Hancock Park. Yes, Jeeves, drive me home to Hancock Park. So all of a sudden they're all eating dessert and uh, Sutton goes over to Dorit and she goes, Hey, by the way, shithead, I feel a little set up now I say I say. It's almost and then at talking head she goes it's almost like they got together and decided to rally around Elka's side. But it is true. Like this is true. They all are fucking cowards, except for Sutton and Garsell in some ways. And Sutton goes, Those girls they got me and they got me good. They all abandoned the ship. The SS Sutton. This is the Titanic. And Sutton uh, While Erica's going out goes Erica I got a little prezi prez for you Which by the way I was like Whatever's on this is probably like a GoPro It's probably one of those like teddy bears with a camera in it So she can go like just spy on Erica And Erica in a talking head goes You really know what people are made of When there's tough situations around And Sutton we go back to like live And Sutton goes From one southern girl to the other Erica Merry Christmas Back to Erica Jane's um, talking head, and she goes, "You can smell the cowards a mile away. I don't know what the rats are leaving the ship, or I'm leaving the rats. You're the fucking rat. Are you kidding me? You're the rat. Like what? You're not. You you are the rat. You're not the ship or the. You are the rat, Erica. This is what's happening. You're the rat, and that's the end. And they go next time." on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and we get Rena in her dirty garage giving away a wedding dress and uh, uh, the one that's not Amelia goes, mommy, I want this and then we have Rena's beauty launch party okay, and um, we see a scene with Kyle telling Erica the girls are just a little nervous to be around you and Erica's like, fuck something, and then we see them at the table and Erica's like you shut up Sutton and Sutton goes you shut up and she's like I have your number Sutton and Sutton's like you're the problem which Erica's like oh shit somebody it up to me and then we see Dorit go I feel like Garcelle's a little bit of a bully boop, boop, ah, boop, boop. and then Garcelle goes fuck you with that and fuck you and fuck you and fuck you and that is the end of that I mean but already Like, already that trailer is better than New York has been this entire season. You guys, what an amazing show. What a mystery. What a mystery. This is so, this is so damn exciting. Thank you for going on this journey with me. I hope you guys have the best effing weekend ever. Like I say, be safe this weekend. Wear a mask if that is something applicable to you. Have fun with your family and friends. Drink something cool. Eat something good. Go out and see the sun. Do all that shit. Because we're going to be in like a Bravo K-hole for the the rest of the week. Oh, um, you know what? I'll, I'll save that for Monday. I was going to go over Erica Jane's spending habits from a New York post article, but I'll save that for Sophie on Monday. But, um, you guys, thank you so much. You guys send me the nicest DMS. Uh, there's a few bad ones, but for for the main majority are so damn nice. Thank you so much. It makes my heart feel full. And, um, I, I, yeah, just, I'm Erica Jane. Mascara is just running down my face right now. So, Sutton says to you guys, have a good weekend, I say, I say. Bye.
1: Betches.